0: Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorsshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now, let the show begin. Hello, and welcome back to the show. This is your host, Don McCauley. Today, we're welcoming the program author, Christina Wigan, and she is the author of Dragon Disciples Resurrection. Before I bring in today's guest, a quick reminder that selected interviews are available at our website, as well as on major platforms like Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora, and many more. Christina, how are you?
1: I'm good, and how are you?
0: Good. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, please.
1: I'm a mother, grandmother, white. I live in Pennsylvania. I have been writing all my life started actively pursuing writing about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, when my youngest daughter was born. I had three children, took a nice 17-year break, and then I had my fourth child. The fourth child is kind of what was little writing journey for me, although I'd been writing all my life.
0: So tell us about your book.
1: Well, simply, when dragons come to earth during the ministry of Jesus, to build a group of humans and dragons called Dragon Disciples that are cast to protect and spread God's word, a young Samaritan woman defies the conventions of her society to find her voice and faith and become the leader of the Dragon Disciples.
0: Now, who did you write your book for specifically? Who's your target audience here?
1: Well, it started out, I was writing for young adults, so 14 to 18 years old. But then I realized that first century teenagers have a different maturity level than teenagers today have. So I adjusted my audience to include older young adults, like 16 years old, to adults. Because one of the main characters a young man. There's also, in his story, although it'll be told more in the second book, I think it will appeal to all young people as well as leading into the adult population.
0: So, could you say there's any type of central message or perhaps underlying theme that you would say runs throughout your book?
1: Yes. Everyone has a voice and should be able to use it. In today's world, as well as throughout the ages, certain factors have been denied this. So my message would be to encourage these people to find and use their voices. And also, kind of an underlying theme: God loves and welcomes everyone.
0: So if you had to choose, what would you say is the single most important idea you're sharing in your book that's really going to add value to the reader's life?
1: You have a voice. Use it. Figure it out and use it.
0: Now, if you were asked to compare your book with any book out there we might already be familiar with, which book would it be and why?
1: Well, because this is a mashup of historical biblical fantasy, I have to kind of use two books because you don't see that very often. The first one is The Well by Stephanie Lansom, and it meets His Majesty's Dragon by Naomi Novik in The Well. We have biblical stories and characters that Stephanie Lansdow shares their stories. And then in Novick's books, we see a combination of dragon in a historical setting with Napoleon. So kind of matching them all together and coming up with dragons and Jesus.
0: Now, this book seamlessly intertwines faith and fantasy with a rescue by dragons sent from God. How did you approach balancing those fantastical elements?
1: Well, this was a tad difficult. Some you believe dragons to be evil, but I believe God does not create evil, though he created dragons like humans. They choose between the two, and to that end, the dragons work for God, similar to angels, and similar to angels also, there are fallen ones that work for Satan.
0: Now, the dragon disciples, they encounter a lot of obstacles on the journey. Uh, Could you elaborate on the specific challenges that they face?
1: Well, first off, not only God has dragons, but Satan does. So the characters are pulled and tempted by both forces. Another one, my main character, Chana, is taken from her family into slavery and tortured by a Roman centurion and his family that she will have to face and overcome. Both the characters, Charna and Naftali, brother and sister, need to learn forgiveness. And Charna is going to face some racism based on the fact that she's a Samaritan. Samaritans and Jews don't get along. Romans don't get along with anybody. So there's going to be some racism involved. There's going to be some sexism because women in that time period had very distinctive roles. They... She didn't want to fit into those roles. So she's going to face sexism as well as
0: the other challenges. So what inspired you to write this book?
1: That wasn't that hard. Reading in math one day, one Sunday, and it was the story of Jesus feeding the 5,000. And his disciples had found someone, a boy, that they got food of that God reproduced and, you know, shed the 5,000 people. So I thought, well, what if that boy was a Samaritan boy? Because obviously Jews and Samaritans don't mix really well. And then as I wrote, it evolved and I changed it. Since it's fantasy, I can kind of get away with it a little bit. I changed it to a Samaritan girl. And that's kind of where it all started. And then I threw the dragons in just to widen things up a little bit and give the main characters for more challenges and things to work toward.
0: So, what inspired you to blend historical elements such as Roman oppression and the crucifixion with a fantastical inclusion of dragons in this narrative?
1: Dragons were in all my books, so the inclusion here seemed natural. And I was writing in a period where there was a lot of oppression, and there was the crucifixion, and the dragons were oppressed too. So, it was a matter of including them and there to help the human, make the choices, and do things. So I do not know that I had a definite reason for doing it. It just seemed the natural
0: thing to do. So how do dragons fit with the Bible stories shared in the book?
1: In the first half of the book, the dragons aren't really on scene yet. The evil dragon is. The good dragons are not on scene yet. So basically, in the first half of the book, they are kind of communicating with the main characters. What? There's this voices to guide the main character, similar to say a guardian angel. After the rescue, the dragons become a very real presence. The humans see them, they talk with them, they ride on their backs, and they still are doing that guidance, and they're also fighting beside the main characters. And there are points where they're like, they'll be at the ascension. The dragons are actually at the ascension because they are working hand in hand with God as well as the human. So we see them at the ascension. We see God or Jesus interacting with them in different places.
0: So why do you write and how did you get started?
1: Well, I write to share God through my fiction. I want to present people with another side. The world isn't all darkness and evil. There is light and goodness. I've written all my life, but when I became a 40 plus day at home mom, I needed something more than just not that taking care of my infant wasn't enough, but I just needed something a little bit more because I had been out in the world. I had been working. I had gone to school. So I decided to take a writing course. It was a children's writing course through the mail. And that was kind of the beginning of it. And I haven't stopped since.
0: So, did your environment or upbringing, perhaps, play any major role in your writing?
1: I couldn't see it much as a child. I've written all my life, but I never paid a whole lot of attention to it. But when I started really writing, I was a wife with three teenagers and one infant. The books I thought at that time being published, in my eyes anyway, presented dark, messed up world. I wanted alternatives for young people so they could see something better, something with a light and hope. My faith and my life at that time fueled that desire and continue to do so to this day.
0: So what can you tell us about this genre and why you decided to write in this genre?
1: Well, as I said, it's historical, biblical fantasy. I started out writing fantasy. I just loved the idea of magic and other worlds and other races that we don't see on earth and just the sword and sorcery and princes and princesses and all that stuff but then the historical biblical bit me and i'm a very faithful person and taking the biblical story and the historical and combining them with the fantasy just kind of i like adding the fantasy element i.e my dragon and see what twist they can add to the story.
0: So how would you describe your writing style?
1: Well, I am what's known as a hamster. And that means I don't do a lot of plotting. I kind of just write by the seat of my pants, but I'm kind of halfway between the plotter and the hamster. And I start with a character who has an issue. I may do some minimal research depending on the threading and where I think the story is going to be going. And then I left the characters loose to tell their story. Now, I've had times when the characters haven't liked the way I thought the story should be going, so they quit telling their story. And I've had to basically give up what I thought should be the story and let them have the reins. And then they came back and they would tell me their story. And research, like especially this book, that we're talking about. I needed to find out a lot of stuff, especially because it's historical. So I would research while I was writing. While the characters were revealing the story, I would research and look up, like, you know, what do the houses look like? What's adventure and hierarchy and those kind of things? But yeah, it's kind of a worst system. I don't have a plot going into it. I just go with the story.
0: So in your opinion, who should buy your book?
1: Again, young adults starting probably about the age of 16, someone who's trying to figure out their place in the world and how to navigate the world. Who can they trust? What does the world hold for them? How will they make it? And how will they be heard? After that, I believe their message will even resonate with
0: adults. Do you have a website?
1: Yes. it is www.weig.com. A-N-D-V-H-R-I-N dot com. That's www.wigancrit.com.
0: Well, this has been just great. Our guest today has been Christina Wigan, and she is the author of Dragon Disciples Resurrection. Christina, thanks very much for being with us today.
1: Oh, thank you for having me.
0: This is Don McCauley, wrapping up another edition of The Author Show. Go out there, buy the book today, and please share this interview with your friends so that they too have the opportunity to discover our guests and their work. The Author Show can be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. And whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books to read, The Author Show is a great place to start. Check us daily as we continue to introduce wonderful authors of very interesting books on The Author Show. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.